0: Hola mi gente. How are you guys? I hope you are doing well. I am so excited for this week's episode. Before we get started, first things first, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for Positive Talks anywhere you listen. And I'm also in the process of cleaning up the Instagram and Facebook. I just had a lot on my plate with everything starting up with the new year and making a routine and all of that so I'm finally like formulating everything into one problem instead of having like so many problems um not that I am but I'm just trying to make sure everything is perfect but um yeah I hope you guys are having a wonderful happy Martin Luther King Jr. day um, I had no school or anything today, so it was pretty nice to just be able to relax at home and just catch up on my favorite hobbies, and I bought a new book called The Seven uh, Husbands of Evelyn Hugo*. It's been around for a while, and I finally have time to check it out and read it, so I'm really excited, um, to start reading again, but yeah. So in this episode, we are going to go over, you know, just being a first-generation student and being a Mexican-American student, what it means and why it's so hard for People who are like us, who are struggling, I wouldn't say struggling per se, but have such a harder time finishing education compared to somebody that's from a different descent. You know, because sometimes you always hear people like that have their shit together, you know, and they're always like, oh, I went to like Harvard or I went to like, you know, whatever university that's very like famous to you and they had everything that they wanted to be when they're 15 they wanted to be like a doctor and when you're in a hispanic household you don't really think about those ideas you are more like let's work after you're done high school you're gonna work or maybe in high school you're already working you know so those are like different familiarities that we have so that we're gonna go ahead and talk about that on today's show and i'm really excited to bring this because hopefully it can bring a light to some of you that maybe not everybody has the same you know opportunities as we all do or maybe we might i don't know so what is the first generation student so i have my notes right in front of me i know very nerdy of me to do a first-generation college student is means that your parents did not complete a four-year college or university, regardless of other family, family members' level of education. All their siblings and family members who attended college may be a great resource as you navigate your college journey. So I'm going to be frank with you guys. Um, a lot of the people in my family did not go to college. Um, Some did go to college, some didn't. My cousins, the majority of them did not go to school. There was only one cousin that was younger than me, but on C-school. He went to the University of Irvine. He graduated, I think it was 2016 or 17. I'm like butchering the year right now, but I can't think of it. And I was like around that time, and he majored in civic engineering. And I remember like he didn't want to go to school. He wanted to do like a regular you know, state college instead of like a private UC college, I guess you could say, and his mom was a, is a school psychologist for a high school, and she's my aunt, and my mom and her are the only ones that ever went to college. As the question for my dad, um, I don't really count him because I don't I never really had that relationship with him, but I do know for a fact he has his doctorate' degree. Um, I don't really talk to him nor do I have a relationship with him so I consider kind of myself as a second generation student not like really a first generation but a second generation student my mom did more like a vocational um nursing school and then she went to like a nursing program then that's how she became a nurse because usually that's kind of like how you do the technical way you kind of do that then you get into like the nursing program after like so many tries but my mom actually landed on the first time doing that and then my cousin he graduated with honors and um his a brother nicholas he only went to a vocational school for welding and his younger brother Jaden, I believe he is either in high school still or graduated high school. I can't remember. And my other cousin, Giovanni, he never, uh, he barely graduated high school. And then my cousin, Sergio, he never um, went to school. I don't know why I just gave you my whole family name list, but that's pretty much the component. Um, The reason why I kind of want to go to school was because I kind of just wanted to change that mindset of, mija tienes que trabajar you have to continue working mija tienes que you know be at home and make meals for your husband like chill i'm 15 i want to have fun i don't even want to think about having a husband you know like who does that i that's when i was like i decided to myself like you know what I want to hang out with my friends, enjoy life. When I'm ready, I'll be ready. Because when I first started going to school, like I mentioned, I was on academic probation. I had, like, a 1.5 GPA. I kept switching majors left to right. Like, it was nobody's business. You know, like, when you're driving, you're switching lanes. Like, you don't even know where you're going. You're just switching lanes just because. That's how it was with me in college. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, (laughs) I'm in college, you know? Like, cool. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I wasting my time? And then I had a little moment in myself where I had to think, okay, get your head on, put your gears on everything and think straight for once. And that's when I decided that, You know, as a little kid, I had my stuffed animals, or if my cousins came over, I would boss them around and be like, we're going to learn the ABCs, we're going to do this, we're going to color, we're going to learn about everything. You know, I was always wanting to learn about something, whatever it is. And I remember putting my stuffed animals and then just having like that little chalk thing that you guys, you know, do you know what I'm talking about when you're young? You have that little chalkboard thing that your parents buy. And I had mine outside because, como dicen, en la familia que, in the kitchen is just cleaning and in the living room you watch las novelas and all of that. So I never had that kind of structure to have my, You know, the education was important sort of thing, even though they made it seem like it was. So I would play outside and then I would get the ruler out for, you know, for my teddy bears. I'm like, you're not listening. Why is it that you're not paying attention? And then my senior year of high school, I was a TA for a elementary class that had children with disability needs. Um, It was pretty fun. I just had credits. And I remember doing that. But I think what scared me about going into teaching was just having the authority, having the, you know, little kids be like, oh, my God, you are in charge of me, you know. And then once I fell in love with my first course, my um, child development growth class, I just was like, okay, I'm going to continue taking more classes. And that's when I realized, you know, child development was my jam, and I think a lot of times growing up in a Hispanic household, we don't really see what we want because I feel like we're still in old times where we're like, tienes que hacer la comida para el hombre, tienes que limpiar el cuarto, la sala, you know, clean everything, do everything for the man, and it still happens to this day, which is really sad because a lot of women don't get educated. And then when somebody tells you, you need to go to school, you need to become educated, it's kind of like, wait, I can go to school? Like, you know, I didn't know that. Then you have academic trauma. And what I mean by academic trauma is that, especially when you go to grad school, when going to grad school is a lot more intense than undergrad. And I feel like when you go to, you know, grad school, it's a lot more because... You have to take time for yourself and you have to put boundaries on people. Not only that, but you have to make sure that the program that you're in, it, you're not like risking or making mistakes because I feel like once you make something wrong, then that's pretty much it for you. And that's what I'm kind of seeing that a lot of people in Hispanic house culture, that once they get a bad grade in a class. Or an assignment, they're kind of like, "Oh, I'm done with school," because there's so much cheese in in the culture. Me, when I say machismo, I'm saying like arrogant, confident, and they expect to be perfect. Like, for example. I remember learning how to drive and being like when my grandpa, no house is not a bien, you're not doing it right, and all this stuff. You can't yell at somebody and expect it to know. And that's the same kind of method that most Mexicans tend to have, especially what I'm saying. And I know I'm rambling, but I'm getting to my point. So when they see like they have a bad grade, they will be like, oh. I'm a failure. I'm not doing well in my classes. So they'll start thinking that they're not good. The machismo, the pride comes in them and not having to ask for resources. And that's a thing in certain schools and certain universities. Now I feel like there are more, um, you know, more resources available. But sometimes I still have a feeling that some people... Don't utilize those tools or resources to help you come back, those obstacles of being a Mexican-American first-generation student. It's really hard, especially when you have a family that's just like, just work, just work, just work. That's all that matters. Education, you're done. You have your high school diploma, and that's it. That's all you need. And then, you know, in my family... My grandparents only went to school up to, like, third or fourth grade, I believe. I think my grandpa went to school up to, like, fourth grade. And after that, they had to drop out and help be, like, the older parent to take care of the siblings and work. And that's what they expect us to do. You know, just work, 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 you know, work from dawn to, like, you know, dusk or whatever, and forget about education. And I think a lot of times we struggle as a first generation student because sometimes when we go to campus, we feel like we don't belong in that campus. Like for me, I didn't feel like I was good enough to be a college student. I didn't feel like I was one of those kids that, oh my gosh, she went into Harvard. She went into Yale. I didn't feel like I had that mentality because of the way I was raised, even though my mom and my aunt Julia did go to school, you know, college, but I didn't feel like I had that in me. Like all of them went to high school and I knew I could do high school, but it was like a generation thing that I didn't see in my family. And that's something that I want to break, you know? And it's just funny to me that we still deal with situations like that with families who don't see their kids wanting to go to college. Or if they do. And when it gets too hard for them. They're kind of like you're still in school. You're still learning. You're st- How long more is it going to take you? It's kind of like a very negative outlook on education. And I personally don't like that. You know. So. Hopefully that can change. And with us in our generation because if it doesn't then i think you know it's going to continue coming for a very long time i think the first generation college students the resources they need here are some resources that they would need to combat i would first probably do a first generation scholarship they if you go on the school website or apply for any scholarships utilize those as well um career center talk to somebody at the career center and see if they can help you find a job or financial aid and do the dream act especially if you are a non-US citizen they will be able to help you with that living learning communities living on campus and off campus can help you with that as well making sure you know um you're connected with the right people and have have programs that you're interested in going to school like for example like chicano chicano literature and all of that look for something that you think would inspire you to become into getting your education better and to help you you know understand your culture is what i'm trying to get at you know like figure out like why 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 is this working? Why is this not working? In 2008, first-generation students worked more outside of school, while 66% and 61% of first-generation students, continuing-generation students, received health employment outside of school, which is crazy to me because I think this is where we struggle the most. I feel like we need to make an impact on school and make more work study available for those who don't have the best schedules. They can't just get a job because I have a lab class. We need to make resources available for first generation. We need to pave the way for them and do that. Nearly 25% of students with college educated parents attend community college compared to 50%. Of first generation college students, can you believe that number? I'll repeat it again: nearly twenty five of students with a college educated parents attend community college, compared to fifty percent of first generation college students. So that means that if your parent went to a community college, you're most likely going to go to a community college yourself too. It's astronomical to me that we haven't really found a solution. To this, that education is not really as important to me, gente, and that we don't have enough resources for first generation, and that a lot of people are not putting education first, that they're putting other stuff first, like work or other recreational stuff first before going to school. And I think that's what makes it hard because in Mexico, and it's the same way, they're like, Hi, Miho. congratulations on getting that job you know they're not really as like you know you got you went to school congrats no they usually finish la primaria second you know all of that stuff first and then that's it sometimes you don't even need to go to like high school in mexico you know as long as you get your like elementary level of education done then you're pretty much good to go it's not like here like it's mandatory in the states where you're like in the u.s i should say where you're like you need to be here until your senior year of high school over there you're like I'm gonna go sell gum and and if I can get money for my family faster than that then great instead of going to school because why do I need to learn that and I think that's where our mentality needs to change and our parents mind need to change that I need to have to sell gum out on the streets because going to school is not going to get me anything yeah maybe going to school right away is not gonna get you anything but you're learning something you're expanding your mind and you're gaining knowledge (laughs) compared to your parents and i think that's something that older people like our grandparents don't really quite understand and that's why i think a lot of pride and machismo comes when we go to school you know I remember when I had that 1.5 GPA, I was always like, oh, my God, I have that 1.5 GPA. I feel like shit. I'm never going to be good enough. It's going to take me longer. Then I took like a semester off because I didn't know what I was doing. I had to figure out who I was. But then once I got that 3.0 and then once I got an email saying that I could be on the president's list, which is AK Dean's list, I was like, I can do this. I can make the wave, you know, pave the way for the first generation, second generation college students. It's all about having that mindset and changing that mindset and breaking those barriers that are our gente does, and our, that our people don't believe, and we need to do that, you know, we need women in education, we need kids, we need everybody in education, you know, I think that's why I'm so fascinated about learning, and why I'm so fascinated about having so many people going to school because it can really just open your mind I mean don't get me wrong working is great and you know it teaches you a lot of lessons but I don't think anything like going to school does the same as learning you know and I think that's what universities are kind of lacking is just having resources and also having just having opening the wa- wavelength for people who are struggling and making sure that they have you know somebody there who can be a mentor for them somebody there that kind of went through the same thing for them and that's what hopefully can happen and you know if you're a first generation student or a second generation student or it doesn't matter what kind of student or even if you're not in the educational field anymore is that The way that change starts, it starts with you. And when you start realizing that we need to see better in our system and just everywhere around us, then I think that's when we're like, okay, we'll have an aha moment. That's where we're like, I need to make pave the way. But when we make pave the way, we can't only be the only ones to do that. We have to have a lot of people to do that for us. Meaning we also have to have support and have things available, resources available, and start changing that mentality of why school is not important, why work is so important. And having these gender roles of the man sitting on the chair and just like abusing the woman or having beer and telling her, go make food. And the woman's like, can't speak up because she's scared of the intimidation. Instead of the woman going to school and getting a bachelor's or a master's degree and making better of herself, instead of a man being imitated of a woman making more money than her. You know, we need to change these mentalities and change these mindsets of who we are and why we think this way. Is it society? Is it our culture? Why is it why are we so obsessed with work? (laughs) And why can't we change okay, they're going to go to school. They're going to make something better out of themselves. And sometimes when you do that, you get a better job. You learn more about who you are. And if not, (laughs) well, I don't know. But that's just something to me that I'm really passionate about, that I really hope that we can skill that and change that, especially in Mexico where I feel like... It's Even though it's a corrupted country, even though education system is really poorly, even though they don't have the best education system, and even though some of the students there are very rebellious and they don't really want to continue going to school because they'd rather sell drugs, go in games, you know, all that stuff. And I think if we had more people who were... More resilient and more people that, were honest and more resources available, especially for first gen, second gen, students. Even in Mexico, I think that would make such a life changing opportunity. And I think also having talks about college, talks about education, t- talks about you know other stuff. And I te vas a casar, la vas a hacer comida. No, we should not have like talks. I make my husband enchiladas. I'm getting married. Like, okay, great. It's awesome to get married and all that and make him enchiladas. But have you ever thought about yourself? Like... Eso is es la vida mi gente, you have to like think about yourself and you have to make what is right for you and we need to make, we need to change the way in education, we need to like pave the way in ourselves and we can't allow academic trauma from the past, from high school, middle school, that doesn't count, even early college, we need to change that and realize that if we want this degree then we need to go out there and get it and if we do get it and if we get a bad grade it doesn't mean that we're a failure it just means that we have to keep trying and keep going and we shouldn't put be more about it we shouldn't be prideful about it because in all honestly i know we all can be prideful about a lot of things and being prideful is usually not a good thing in my honest opinion but i think if we really want to change and make a way. It all starts with us, and it all starts with figuring out what we want. Especially in education, it starts with figuring out what resources we can find. It starts with having the right mindset and the right people, and the right way to do things, and not just having this old-fashioned mindset where we're like, "Well, it's always just about work. It was always about this, you know, me, holesy." Mi esposo voy a hacer no, it's not like that. We need to change that generation curse. I wouldn't say curse, but change that generation cycle and make it how we want to make it. Make education more important than violence and all that. Because that's what usually also happens too in the Mexican cultures, you know. A lot of abuse and violence and also a lot of just hostility and just a lot of negative self abuse emotional talk that is behind closed doors that's never really talked about and I think that can also hinder a person's self-esteem especially when they go to school because then they start to realize that they're not good enough and we need to change those conversations and change those ideas about ourselves and those conversations that we have at home so today I'm going to leave you with What can you do to make education better? Or what can you do to make your culture better? Because I think those are the questions we need to start asking. What can we do to change? What can we do to make ourselves be better than we were yesterday or the year before? And how can we change that? How can we ask for more resources? How can we stop being prideful? Because being prideful is not going to let us go anywhere. But I'm going to end it with that, mi gente. Thank you so much for listening and take care and we will talk soon.